That's right, folks. All aboard the USS Farragut. The Big Blue 82 podcast has just set sail. You're listening to the official podcast for the 1982 Farragut High School Admirals of Knoxville, Tennessee. The largest class and winner of the school's first two state championships. So what have these Admiral Sports of Call been? Listen now and find out. I'm the class president and host, Vic Moore. And here we go. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the second installment of the Big Blue 82 podcast. And this time, we have a very special guest, Debbie Chow. And, okay, remember Debbie, you guys, from the cheerleading squad. Um, And she was involved with the gymnastics. She liked piano and tennis. And today, she's keeping up with her college-age kids, and she's a finance director. I always like to find out what happened back in 82 when it turned into 83, four and five. So right out of high school, what what were you doing? What were you up to? Well, uh, right out of, um, after graduation, I, uh, that fall, I attended the University of Tennessee for one year. And then I decided to transfer. So I went, transferred to the University of Notre Dame. Fighting Irish, yep. All the way up in Indiana, uh, I would have a family tradition um, of uh, relatives who have gone there, including my dad. So okay. I wanted to continue the tradition. So I transferred mm-hmm. <laughs> and I graduated in 86 with a, a degree in psychology. Oh, really? Psychology. psychology. I, did, I did one of those degrees too down here in, in Knoxville. Yeah. And also did it. So that, that's good. We have something in common. So we can uh, maybe analyze each other tonight. <laughs> yeah. And when I was at Notre Dame, I did, I uh, was on the dance team. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I get to carry that on through from high school. Yeah, yeah. I got to perform at uh, football games and basketball games. So so if we go back in the archives of some of the games, um, I guess I've been, what, 85, 84? Yeah, right. Okay. We could see you on the sidelines, just open it up or maybe at halftime at the basketball games. Yeah, I did get on a few of the basketball games and I did have one solo shot at uh, one of the football games and it was because it was my birthday. So someone told the cameraman that it was my birthday so to give me a solo shot. And that was cool because my parents got to see me. A lot of the Notre Dame games were televised, so uh, they That's got what I was to ask if anybody's listening to the podcast right now, if they could pull up like a URL or a YouTube or something and see your dance solo. Dance? Oh, yeah. You have that? <laughs> Did you keep track of that? A URL or anything? I haven't really kept track, but um, our we were called the Dancing Irish, so that was our team name. Well, maybe, maybe if we go to the school's um, like YouTube page, they might have something on there. From, yeah, but was it was so long ago. Yeah. I don't think they did that back then. <laughs> it may, they may have purged it with at least the, you know, the 2000 team, you know, by now. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's cool. It, it's fun anyway. I mean, I'm sure somewhere up there in the Fighting Irish and they're, and they're fighting archives, you got something there for you. Maybe. <laughs> and the reason I asked that is because we're getting ready to launch our own official YouTube channel for the class. And that's coming up. And I've already talked to Paul Stokey. He sent me a, a big picture of the whole basketball team. I'm going to get that up there. And basically what I'm going to do is just like put music to a bunch of slides to start off until people start showing up as in video. 
All right, but anyway, back to your story. So you went to Notre Dame, you got the graduated degree there in psychology, and then what happened? Then I decided uh, to go to get my MBA. So I ventured south to Southern Methodist University, that's in Dallas, and I did a one-year MBA program. So you got out of psychology into business? Yes. Okay. So yeah, psychology, I like, it's, it's kind of a versatile major and you can go different routes. And so sure, I yeah. decided to, to go business. You can, it was a good combination I felt at the time. Well, that's cool. So the business in schooling and business, you said Southern Methodist? Southern Methodist University. Yeah, what, that's what, what, was their what were they known for? Well, they're known for, uh, they did have a good football team too, okay. the Mustangs. <laughs> oh, the Mustangs. Okay. But, um, but I was uh, still loyal to Notre Dame. So, um, you know, I was just a grad student there. <laughs> Now, were they were they in the same uh, league, NCAA league, as as the Fighting Irish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they uh, they could have played each other. They could have played mm -hmm. each other. Did they play each other? Um, they didn't play each other when I was there, but I think they have since played each other in so the I, last twenty years. Yeah, from my NCAA football ignorance here, I should yeah. probably know all three hundred teams. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's a lot okay, of teams. So, a master's in business administration there at Southern Methodist and um, right. any accolades? I, I was so he was a studious person back in high school. Oh yeah, I, I was pretty studious. Um, well, do you mind me if I ask you what your GPA was there? Oh, what my GPA? <laughs> it was in the threes. Um, I don't actually remember. Probably uh, well, the, yeah, they say when you get to that level of education, as long as you graduate, that's the main thing the employer <laughs> <laughs> yeah so did you get hired right out of your mba program uh yes i did i got hired by uh, general electric oh, cool. so I, I joined their training program it's called the financial management training program uh -huh. and i went to louisville kentucky for that that's their major appliances division cool. so uh, in this program you get to do uh, you rotate to different job assignments and also we took courses okay. alongside so i did that for two years and then afterwards i got a position uh we call it off program position as a finance analyst okay so you went into the uh, the numbers game there as part of the business angle for yeah. ge we bring good things to life or light i forget their logo <laughs> Yeah, that's that is the logo, okay. or that was back then. <laughs> light was it light? Or was it light? L I F E. Light. Light. Yeah. And now I think the uh, a Chinese company has bought GEM, haven't they? By now. I know that the appliance division was purchased by another company. I can't exactly remember the name, but he is still around. So they have sold off uh, many of their businesses, but they're getting into even high tech. So I'm right now I can, well, when I, uh, I live in Silicon Valley, so I know there is a G division here yeah. in high tech. And we're going to get to that here in just a second. We'll get to that. You're right. <laughs> Where I've you moved. Valley. You got to the Valley. You're at Silicon Valley girl, right? You that song from the eighties? Valley girl. <laughs> oh, Valley girl. Oh, I think it's a different kind of Valley. 
<laughs> not Silicon Valley, but yeah. <laughs> uh, see, that's about um, a little more north, I guess, than the, the Valley Valley, whatever. Anyway, yeah. okay, so uh, doing the GE, working at GE, how long were you there and um, what was it like? Okay, I worked for GE for uh, eight years. Mm -hmm. So three years at appliances and then transferred out here to San Jose and worked for a new for nuclear energy. And that was interesting. Yeah. So that was part of their power systems division. And at the time, the nuclear energy division I worked for, the nuclear reactors were have already been built. So those are built maybe in the 60s and 70s. So the business that I worked for was mainly uh, with fuel rods and servicing. Okay. And so I had many different assignments at GE Nuclear. So you're trying to make sure that the rods were up to date, uh, cooling and active and everything. <laughs> yeah, and safe. Um, right. There's, uh, I had an interesting role there because at the time, so one of my roles was to uh, work on settlements with many of the utilities across the country. So I got to travel and go into ne settlement negotiations. And so it was... You get to Definitely. travel all over the U.S.? Just the U.S., yeah. What was that like? What was your most interesting travel experience there, if you can remember? Uh, I did several trips to New York, so that was all the way across the country. Uh, actually, most of my trips were New York. I, I actually went to Atlanta. When you were in New York, did you get to, was that pre or post 9-11? Pre. Pre, okay, cool. So yeah. did you get to go up in the towers and see the city? <laughs> yep, went to see a Broadway show. Um, well, I'm jealous. I never got to go in the towers. I've never been to New York City, so. Oh, you have to go sometime. Yeah. yeah that'd be cool. All right, so that's neat. So do you remember what Broadway show it was? I went to see Cats. Oh, yeah, Cats. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Angelico Cats. <laughs> yes, at the theater door. We we did a Reader's Theater event in high school with uh, Miss Riley, actually. She was yeah. kind of cutting edge. C.S. Eliot's book of Practical Cats, and then later on they did the movie musical and all that. Yeah, that brings back some memories there. Memories! Oh, please, don't make me sing. <laughs> okay, so that's awesome. You got to travel all over New York City and all points in between, I'm, 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 I'm guessing. Most of my travel was, uh, I, had, I had to fly, because yeah. GE is not big in the West Coast, so we're, most of our divisions were on the East Coast, so most of we always had to travel to go to meetings etc all right well that's awesome um that's, that's, that's exciting to be to have a big company to back you and you get to go out and do some real functional things to help businesses um did they like to see you coming or were they worried i guess maybe a little bit of both <laughs> yeah that's awesome you get to put your degree right to work there in, in every aspect uh, those accounting classes, I'm sure, came in handy. Yes. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. So you, you're traveling around, working with GE for eight years. And by now, the eighth year is coming up. Uh, what year would it have been there on the calendar? I think it would be around 1995. Because in 1996, I switched mm -hmm. to a Silicon Valley company called Silicon Graphics. Okay. So I left GE. 
But were you in the valley at that time or they, that's where they were located? Uh, I was already here in the valley and they're located in Mountain View. So you got to see the whole beginning of that craze when um, gates and jobs are coming and exploding, mm -hmm. and the computer becomes not a rarity, but a part of our life. And now it's part of our hip pocket. You got to see all that, Debbie, right there. You're on the front row seat of that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, watched these companies, you know, grow. Uh, Google is definitely a big company here. In fact, the company I work for, Silicon Graphics, Google bought the buildings that we were in. Mm -hmm. And I will say Silicon Graphics now is, uh, the division I work for is now purchased by HP. So, um, but it's definitely very exciting here in Silicon Valley seeing all these companies emerge and how successful they've been. Apple, Google, Facebook. I, you know, you can- We're all here. <laughs> You can date a movie that you watch by the mobile device they've got in their hand, what it looks like. Is it flipping? Is it a Blackberry with a bunch of buttons? Is, has it evolved yet? You don't even have to know when the movie came out. It's really interesting how yeah. technology moved with us and motive and, and went with us. And you get to see all of that. Oh, that is so cool. And so what what were you thinking, okay, what is the next incarnation here in the valley going to be as you see all these computers? And, and, and mobile devices and websites coming online and the development of YouTube even. You were there before that happened. That was right in the front yard. What, what yep. was it like to see all that? Was it confusing, exciting? Were you, um, what, what was going on? Was it an avalanche? Kind of a little bit of all of that. I think things here moved so quickly and just seeing how technology became such a critical part of our lives, you know, and it, that's kind of when it started or even before, but, and now we really are living it, right? Especially this past year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the big, the power of big tech now, um, yeah. they've got a little bit too powerful, some people say. Um, and well, that's interesting to see how that gets reeled in and um, I guess legislated and monitored and everything for the future. They, they want to keep the bottom line going, but they don't want people to stop using your service because they feel, you know, threatened or whatever. Um, right. So you're looking at that big time. And um, with your current position that you're doing right now, I, I don't want to skip too quickly, but yeah. you're there in the Valley and then worked at that company. And then how did you get to where you are now? And, and what are you doing currently? Okay. So I did stop working for many years, oh, probably 15 years, I'm going to say because I had two kids. Okay. So I, I was a stay-at-home mom for 15 years, I think. That's, that's very honorable of uh, Debbie yeah. to do that. I'm sure they appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I will say that's definitely the most rewarding role that I've had. Mm -hmm. So I would never trade that for anything. Yeah. Just being there and, you know, being, get to watch them every day. And, and I... I I got involved in their schools, which was fun. I did a lot of volunteer work. I was on, you know, PTA and school boards. So fundraising, I did, you know, worked on auctions for the schools. And so I stayed busy, but it was, you know, I had a call for their benefit, their school's benefit, I would say. 
That's awesome. And well, how many children do you have? And if you don't mind, share a little bit about um, what what they're doing now, what their their field of interest is. Yeah, I have two two kids. Well, they're not kids; they're adult. <laughs> uh, they're both in college. My older one is actually about to graduate in May, and he is at the University of San Francisco, in majoring in computer science. Oh wow! There you go. Yeah. So um, maybe maybe when he looks for a job, um, he can say, "I know a mom." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if I know a guy, you know, <laughs> it's really cool to see you know the things that he's learned, and I'm really excited to see where he's going to end up. Yes. You know, he he really enjoys computer science. Uh, he's also a tennis player, which I'll talk about later because I'm doing, I do tennis, play tennis too, I should say no. So he, um, yeah, he's very excited about graduating and spent the last year at home <laughs> because online schools with okay. the pandemic. Yeah. My, and I have a younger, my younger one is my daughter. She is a sophomore. She attends Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and she's going to be a biology major. She wants to get into the health field, some kind of health field, right. medical, I should say. That's great. Oh, it, it, it reminds me of when you combine that field, biology, with computers, your, your son and your daughter. I think of how what's called the med bays or the med beds that may be coming soon to us. And they were, they were featured in a film called Elysium um, and starring Jodie Foster. And, and it, what it is, it's like you lay down on this thing, kind of like Star Trek, and whatever allopathically is incorrect with you, or even bones or tissues, it kind of waves over your body and makes you back to normal again. Uh, and I'm hoping that this is not just some movie fantasy, but maybe your, your children might be on the cutting edge of making that come to a reality. Have you ever heard of that? I actually haven't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So that, that's good. biology. So a lot of homework going on. A lot of homework. And what's really interesting is how you can do labs uh, remote. <laughs> but that's what we everyone's had to do everything, you know, remotely for the last year, if everything being online. So, but it's, it's, I've, enjoyed having them home but i know they'd rather be on campus yeah. but both of their schools uh have sh closed or had everything online this year i should say mm -hmm. so hopefully i my daughter will in the fall will be going back to uh, her campus and we should say for just to date this yeah. podcast well she says the fall that's about the fall of uh, 2021 when we're recording this around april that's uh, right so yeah, we, it's, it's okay to date every once in a while what you're doing. So people way in the future can go back and go, wait a minute, which fall are you talking about? That's true, especially, hey, things change so fast. I mean, a year ago, we would not have even believed that the world would have changed so much. And now we're, you know, we're hoping, uh, California has been, much, I feel they've been stricter than the rest of the country. That's at least what I've heard. So uh, our governor said June 15th, we're going to open up again. 
Okay, good. That's um, we're looking forward to that. <laughs> well, that, well, let me say this to confirm yeah. that day in the future, your governor say just 2021. Today, <laughs> 2021, right? Just today, I was out shopping. I went to one of the local department stores, talked to somebody there at a Starbucks at it, and he's like a manager. And he says that he is predicting that the masks are going to come off. And this is the Nashville, Tennessee area. Mm -hmm. He thinks around the 1st of June here. So that's kind of in line with your June 15th date. So mm -hmm. it looks exciting that this summer we may be able to return to some kind of normalcy. Um, but I guess we'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait and see. You know, even like my company now, we're waiting to see what, you know, what's going to happen. So do you travel now or are you kind of just there in the valley? I'm just here in the valley now. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Now, all around you, when you, let me ask you this, kind of a strange question. When you look out your window from your office, or your front door, parking lot of your building, when you look around, what are some of these buildings next door that we might recognize? What, what would you say as far as uh, name of companies that you're nearby? The biggest one is Adobe, downtown, where I'm at. Okay. So yeah. you're the San Jose area um, and well, explain to us because we don't really some people may not know um, the Silicon Valley area what what does it encompass as far as north and south of California what are the parameters what's major cities okay so we are uh, you know the two biggest cities in California I would say Los Angeles and San Francisco so uh, Silicon Valley is south of San Francisco and we're, we're called, this is called the San Francisco Bay Area. And then within that, we, uh, we're, I live in the South Bay, which is San Jose. So San Jose is kind of at the Southern point. And so Silicon Valley encompasses a lot of the companies. I mean, a lot of the cities uh, around San Jose, but it kind of goes, it goes all the way up to San Francisco, I guess. It's uh, encompasses quite a big area. So um, San Jose to San Francisco, those two cities, and you're kind of, it's in between. Yeah, I mean, a lot of cities in between, you know, I know people have different definitions. What is technically Silicon Valley? But I think the bulk of it is down here in San Jose area, you know, around there's Mountain View, Sunnyvale, Cupertino. Um, Cupertino's, you know, that's Apple's headquarters. Right, that giant spaceship has landed. Yeah, right? built that thing. Yeah. Wonderful campus there. Oh my goodness! I I would just do you know cleaning up the trash to work in that building. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's amazing the buildings and you know Stanford is out here. That's in Palo Alto, so um, that's all part of Silicon Valley, quote unquote, <laughs> the whole area. All right, so that's awesome. So. You know, I've always wondered, maybe you know, can answer this, the droughts that are going on in, in California. What is so difficult about taking some water from the Pacific Ocean and turning it into drinkable water? Has not anyone figured that out yet with all that brain power? I know, you would think, right? We're here right up against the Pacific Ocean and we've got more water, right? <laughs> it's right there. Just, just a little bit, you know. But from what I understand, uh, the whole process of desalinization, I will, <laughs> uh, it's pretty complicated and therefore we cannot use 
the ocean water. So the reason it's crazy. If it's so hard to do, I mean, there's talk of, you know, like for example, they say there's a, a an ISS space station above us and it's been there for many years and they're doing something, I think, with their urine and converting it into drinkable water. And I'm like, well, you know, the way I look at things, I think ocean water might be a little easier to pull that trick <laughs> off because 95% of urine is, um, you know, salinated uh, in mm -hmm. some form. Anyway, I don't know. I just, I, I have one, Debbie, you have to excuse me. I have one of those conspiratorial minds and it's probably. <laughs> I don't want to think about that drinking, <laughs> drinking that. No, I mean, yeah, but some people say that it's, it's okay to drink it. Uh, oh, this one guy on, on YouTube said he drinks it neat. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. All right, but anyway, so technology abounds. You're in the middle of it. You got you got two children that are coming up in their education, minimalism, and they got a mom who has probably a, a lot of connections over the years. Uh, let me ask you this: Did you ever get to meet Bill Gates or Steve Jobs? Ever? <laughs> yeah, I can't say I have, mm -hmm. but um, but they were hanging around when you were there in that area, right? Yeah, I know. Well, Bill Gates is up in Seattle. And uh, I'm sure he visited, you know, he probably visited. There's true. That's true. There's big Microsoft campus here in Mountain View. And yeah, Stephen, Steve Jobs. I never ran into him. Yeah, from the movies I see about his, his, his life, it looks like somebody you may not want to meet that often. You know? Yeah. Uh, so pass in the hall and say, hey, great job. <laughs> I'm, I've been Googling here on the side, Debbie. I am paying attention on my other computer. And I. Oh, okay. I'm impressed with all your knowledge. Oh, Dick. <laughs> I've had some time in the semi-retirement years to do so. You know, I've always been a factoid lover. Useful yeah. information. I mean, that's just, um, I'm, well, some people say it's useful anyway, but you never know. But anyway, I pulled up a game, a football game from 1986. Is that a year that you might have been dancing? Well, if it's the fall of 86, I would have graduated already. So I'm, I think 85 would be. <laughs> Back to your uh, post high school years from Farragut. Um, so, so from 1982, when you graduated, it was just a short amount of time before you were just hightailing it right out of Tennessee <laughs> on West. So, um, and remind me again, why the big move? Because see, I was I lived in California as a kid. My dad had a job out there, um, but we came back in 70. I was from 64 to about 70. But yeah. what, what drove you out there again? Was it family related? It's, uh, yeah, family, career. And, you know, I've always, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to live in California. Mm -hmm. And so kind of a combination of all those things. Yeah, yeah. We, we do move to, uh, to our family is, and and sometimes we just want to move, get out, and go, go see the world, as they say. Don't yeah, say try something different. Um, and yeah, I've I've definitely enjoyed living out here. I've def I miss Tennessee. I haven't been back in so many years. Well, I'll tell you one thing about Tennessee now. The part you talk about the property value there in, in Cali, the property value here in Nashville is incredibly. Uh, changing yeah. and then i heard knoxville is as well so everywhere in tennessee then someone told me well the reason is because everybody wants to move from the north and they want to move south to three states florida tennessee and texas mm -hmm. and i'll give you an idea debbie i'm i'm here near middle tennessee near nashville 
I bought this house about 11 years ago. And now it's almost tripled in value. Oh, okay. And I looked at the projections and it's just going to go another nine or 10% for the next year because the downtown area in Nashville is exploding. Um, there's a lot of businesses moving in. Just It's a touristy area and people like what they see and they stick around. Um, but yeah, that's amazing. Um, and all over, you know, people are just always traveling and moving and changing. And now with all these hopes of this, this uh, virus, you know, being uh, handled and at least putting the lid on it, even more people are starting to travel and the airline industry is picking up and they're, they're, they're really charging extra uh, high prices, I hear. Um, but that's good that we got some hope on the way. And we graduated June the uh, 2nd, 1982. Um, and back then, well, what was your school involvement? I know you were on the cheerleading team because I saw your name and your face on like several <laughs> photographs of the, of the squad over the years. Yeah. And I've even put them on Facebook too. So what, what did you do back in high school? What were your things that you'd like to get into? Well, I guess um, my main, two main things I liked, I grew up playing piano and the other one was dance and gymnastics. I would say those two kind of combined. Uh, so I stayed active, you know, that's probably why I, I, that's probably how I got into cheerleading because it, kind of requires some dance and gymnastics yeah. <laughs> combination. So, uh, but on also on the side was tennis. So I, I played tennis on the side. I didn't, wasn't playing in any high school team because I was too busy with other things. But um, on my free time, I always enjoy playing tennis, which I still play today. So that, those cool. are about it, yeah. Let's talk about your tennis involvement. You, you wanted to bring that into the podcast. Okay. Uh, and by the way, we're about uh, halfway through here. I'm going to go ahead and just make a quick little uh, announcement for people who might be tuning in and they want to share their story. And yeah, folks, we have our own podcast, Big Blue 82. This was my idea because my field of expertise uh, early on was radio broadcasting. Y'all remember me from the boogie check days on mm -hmm. WOKI at night, you know, goofing off doing all the different characters. Well, now being in a semi-retired state, I can have some time to do this. And it's very simple for me to edit this and make it look good and sound good. Sound good, not look good. And um, so if you're interested in being on the podcast like Debbie has, and also Jeff Morgan, we interviewed him uh, earlier, the, the inaugural uh, podcast, just contact me through either Facebook or uh, you can instant message me through there or even the email. Um, which is our, our, our official email, which is part of the reunion. And uh, Debbie, have you heard about our reunion coming up in 2022? I did. Uh, well, just when you contacted me last week. So I'm actually going to try to come. I really want to come. I have not made it to any of the reunions yet. So I've been hearing that from a lot of graduates. They said, I've never been to one, but I'm ready to go now. I think it might have something to do with, you know, the kids are, are more, are, are, can take care of themselves. You're a little yes. more freer income you can fly better now I, I think that's great and we're going to have a big big reunion and it could get bigger because 1981 didn't get to have an in-person reunion and i was trying to contact jim greer who was their president then he's he's not reachable right now he must be really busy but anyway there's a possibility we may combine 81 and 82 we're gonna have like a billion people there um but anyway i was gonna get the email for everyone to um contact us 
uh, if you want to be on the podcast, and it is the uh, FHS Big Blue 1982 at gmail.com. Just send an email or I am. Some people don't do Facebook. They don't do I am. I understand that completely. Um, and I probably wouldn't even be on Facebook if it wasn't for the reunion, trying to keep in contact with everybody. But it's what we have to work with. So FHS Big Blue 1982 at gmail.com. Just send an email or um, any other way, smoke signal, uh, drone drop. Uh, <laughs> so, again, we're back here on the podcast, Big Blue 82 podcast. This is number two with Debbie Chow. And, Debbie, you've been really active over the years. You've had two children. You took time out to be super mom for them. And now they're getting to go good. You got them on a good start. You're back into the career field. You're right there where it's happening all over again now with mergers and, um, you know, uh, the Valley, the, the Silicon Valley area that's so active and, and it's under a lot of uh, changes right now. Um, so it, it's exciting. And yeah, I'm glad to have you guys come out here. Anybody that wants to come from faraway places, now that you have the disposable income to make that magic happen, come to the reunion. And it is July the 9th, 2022. Um, that's the date. It's a Saturday. And um, so come on, everybody. All right. So, Debbie, let's get back on your story. Now that you are kind of having some extra time there, the kids are growing up. You, you said something about being a tennis um, involved with tennis right now. So well, how did you get into that? Well, I guess uh, we have a, a neighborhood club and it actually is a great way to meet people. When I moved to this neighborhood, you know, trying to get to know some of our neighbors, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined the, the club. Uh, and they have tennis and swimming. So I, you know, I had played many, many years before and I thought, well, let me get back into it. So I joined and one thing led to another. I became very active. I play on, uh, it's called the USTA, United States Tennis Association. It's more of a formal league. And, but it's all for fun. You know, it's uh, recreational tennis. We're not professionals, of course, but, um, you know, I play on, usually play on a couple teams at once. I've captained teams, uh, you know, teams that I've played on. We've, we've won our division. We've gotten to travel to, you know, some of the sectionals and districts, championships. And it's been fun. It's great to, you know, great for the exercise, great for the social side. Um, it's all in all fun. I, I take lessons now from a tennis pro and, you know, Ooh. I just enjoy the challenges of, you know, Who, who's, your favorite, <laughs> who's your favorite tennis pro out there that's really doing good? Oh, I'm going to have to say Roger Federer is one of my favorite. I, mean, I still like Chris Ever, you know, watched her growing up. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good ones today. So many of that I like. Do <laughs> you ever imagine yourself going pro? Oh, I don't know. You really got to be. There's only a few people that can make it to that level. It's, but it's, it's, it's really fun, you know, and I've even gotten to see some, went to see a pro tournament once, which was great experience. I got to see some of my favorite players up close, you know, actually here in California, they closed most of the tennis courts at the beginning of the pandemic, but then eventually they opened up and 
So we're all back playing again, which is fun. Um, my partner uh, is a tennis lover uh, of the past. Mm. And um, but now um, we're kind of getting you know, to the age where some of our bones don't just uh, kind of bend the way they used to. So it's kind of like you say, watching it from afar, uh, like on the television and staying about six feet away from the monitor. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're doing. But yeah, it's great exercise, you know. Um, how's, your, how's your serve? Yeah, my serve is, is getting better. I changed my serve recently to more of a, like a slice serve. So I'm learning different types of serves. And yeah, it's fun. You definitely gotta, you know, gotta keep strategizing. And, you know, up, upping your game, whatever it takes, you have to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exercise is good to stay active. Definitely. Stuff. Yeah, definitely good. And California, what's great about here is we really can play tennis all year long. We don't have, you know, most of our courts really are outside. We don't even have very many indoor courts here, at least in the Bay Area. We're playing tennis pretty much 12 months a year. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I remember when I was a kid out there, I was really young, young from four months to about six years the weather was always beautiful um and i look back now and i feel cheated we didn't have a single earthquake for my six-year stint there oh you didn't have experience oh yeah we had a tree fall on the house but that wasn't due to earthquake the, with the drought back on that i'm just very curious oh. since i used to live there um is it really that bad i mean is that water being pumped in there from other places okay yeah, it's, it's okay. Right now, we are not really in a drought at this moment. Um, so, you know, there have been years where, you know, they basically told us, don't water your grass. And everybody had to let their grass go turn brown. And if you had green lawn, you were frowned upon. Everybody would be looking like, hey, why is your lawn green? <laughs> it shouldn't be green. We've had some of those years. And um so you're saying that, that it comes not so much in a seasonal pattern, but kind of like uh, every three or four or five year pattern when, when the yeah, drought is really bad. Kind of like that. Yeah. But at this moment, it, it's, it seems okay. And where I live, I can see, you know, the hills are, are green, right? At this moment, but in a couple months, they'll all turn brown. Again. <laughs> well, Nashville had a huge flood, a 500 year flood back in 2010. And I don't know if you remember, um, our senior trip. Did, were you on the senior trip we took to Opryland? Oh. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I don't remember. <laughs> well, bought a paddle. For Maybe I didn't go. We, we, yeah, we were there. And Ooh. this is when Opryland existed. Well, fortunately, we got our Opryland uh, in before they tore it all down and turned it into a oh. giant parking lot. Uh, and now it's a mall. It's a huge it's mall, a mall called oh. Opry Mills Mall. It's one level. They got a theater there, you know, IMAX. But I remember when we were there, um, I think this happened around 87 is when they, they nixed the whole Opryland theme park. But it's interesting though, Deb, because you go up and down the interstate signs on I-40 and they haven't taken down the signs to say Opryland next exit or Opryland coming up. They left that word on the sign. So I kept oh. thinking, maybe one day, you know, they'll bring it back. But, you know, <laughs> I think they're just calling that land now, the big giant hotel, the, the, the mall. And, you know, the, the, of course, the, the Opry itself. Um, so they're calling that the land now. But I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, it's it's called Dollywood. You know, it's not Dolly, you know, parking lot or something. You know, or Dolly Mills. <laughs> <laughs> so that's out in Pigeon Forge. Have you heard about that? She's got a huge facility out there. Yeah, uh, Pigeon Forge. You know. I remember Pigeon Forge. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Well, now it's really, she's just um, and brought a lot of other attractions out there. But anyway, back on your story. Um, we're gonna we're about to wrap up here with Debbie, and um, I am excited to have her on here. And anybody else who wants to be on the podcast, please do contact me. And again, that email is fhsbigblue1982 at gmail.com, and that'll be in the show notes, so you don't have to worry about writing it down. And you can always rewind it. What I love about the podcast is you can hit uh, speed it up if we're talking too slow. You know, turn us into like little chipmunks, but you can still get it. And also, you can back and forward, so you know. That's beautiful. You can't do that on live radio. Um, so, Debbie, I'm going to do a round robin. I told you a little bit about it before we got started recording here this evening. Um, I'm going to ask you some questions related specifically to 1982, um, what you did back in the day. So put your memory cap on. Take your tennis hat off first. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm, here's the first question. What was one, your favorite movie from 82 era? Oh. I think I would say, what's Grease? One of the movies? Yeah, yeah. John Tavolta and John Tavolta. I always like that movie because then now it's a Broadway show. So I, you know. I remember that. Grease was the word back then. Grease was the word. I think it was during that time. Okay. Now, music, music wise, what was your favorite group or band or song even that sticks out in your memory? Well, the song that sticks out in my memory is um, Celebration. Oh, yeah. We played that a lot at the football game. So. Pulling the game, celebrating. <laughs> Please, again, don't, don't, don't make me say it. it won't be good. Um, okay, your your favorite sport uh, back in that day? I'm gonna have to say I was really into gymnastics. That was one of my favorite sports. Watch, favorite. Watching as a spectator and also participating. So the, the Olympics were good in your house, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I definitely enjoyed Olympics and followed all the. Uh, the gymnast was Nadia Comnich, uh, perfect 10. Was she doing that in 82? That was about an Olga Corbett, weren't they running around then in the air? It's it was around that time. I almost want to say they were late 70s, but ah, yeah. oh, I can't remember. Close. But it, it, you're very close, I, I think it's yeah, very close. Yeah, it was a big thing. Um, it was, and, you know, she got all tens, which was rare. Uh, yeah. Okay, so now real quickly. Um, subject, your favorite, and also tell me the one you hated the most. Oh, my. Okay, so my favorite subject, actually, <laughs> it's, don't laugh, I like math. <laughs> the one I didn't like so much, I remember, I would say, is physics. <laughs> okay, all right, uh, quickly moving along here, your favorite teacher back in the day. Okay. And she taught math. Uh, her name, Miss Day. And mm -hmm. She was one of my favorites. I just. Okay. What was your favorite? Hangout? Oh, okay. I was thinking about that, and I remember going to the pizza place called uh, Patty's. Yeah, that's that was one of them. We would go there after the football games. I know. Jeff said that too. Yeah. Oh really? Someone yeah. else said it. Cool. <laughs> I loved it too. You know, because they had the yeah. they had the salad and the pizza and spaghetti. They're still around. They still do that. Still there. Yeah, we're still uh, um, all right. Uh, so, other than uh, Mr. Gaddy's, and I had asked Jeff this too, what is your favorite other restaurant or eatery that you specifically went to all the time? Eatery? Yeah. You know what? Maybe you can help me with the name. That I, it was like a, it, it was kind of uh, like a Western decor, and it, it was very popular. And I can't think of the name. <laughs> What's it called? Okay, Corral. 
No, it, I don't even know. No, it was. I, I recognize it if you said it. It was a buffet. Um, um, no, it was a sit down, and you sit in these uh, booths, and and they ends up. Oh. Um, there was. Um, it was like a steakhouse. Like a steakhouse, kind of like a steak Kingston Pike somewhere. I know I remember the name, the road. Although that's a big road. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think now. They have the Ponderosa at one point, and then there's the yeah. something about Ranchero or um, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Well, let me go to the next question then. Okay. What I was your favorite uh, TV show? TV show, not movie, but TV show. Maybe Three's Company. Three's Company. Three's Company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jack Ritter and uh, Sally. Uh, she squishes her leg with that machine thing. Oh, yeah. Suzanne Summers, not Sally Summers. Thinking yeah. of all in the family. Yeah. Eat it! Give me a beer! You know, that show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. Uh, I think we got them all except here's the last one, really. Um, it's what would be, what would have been your motto for 1982? Debbie Chow, Farragut High School, 1982. This is my motto. This is what represents. My motto would be. Uh... Go after your dreams. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Just yeah. Chase your dreams. Chase your dreams. Shoot yeah. for the stars. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's awesome. And I'm glad that you chose to say yes when I asked you to be on the podcast. Um, and we're gonna be wrapping things up here really quickly. Um, thank you to everyone tuning in and remember to contact me if you are interested in being on the podcast yourself. I, my goal is to get 655 uh, interviews done and that's how many people were in the class. Oh, that's <laughs> a lot, but thank you for asking me. I'm honored to have been able to do this podcast. So yeah, well, you're part of the big blue. Um, so you mm -hmm. get an automatic uh, ticket uh, to be on the show and yeah. uh, Thank you for, for your time, Debbie. I know you got to get back to all the things going on in your life. And as we wind things up here, and again, I want to advertise the reunion is coming up in July 9th of 2022. Recapping your, your podcast interview here today, Debbie, mm -hmm. what words of wisdom do you want to leave with us today? You know, always cherish what, we, what we've experienced in the past, um, you know, learn from your mistakes um always try to uh, continue to learn and give everybody a hug <laughs> one day after the, we can start hugging people so and always um you know keep in touch with people it's great to reconnect so i hope i hope i see a lot of people at the reunion looking forward to it yeah uh, yeah there's gonna be a lot of people there it'll be our biggest ever and it's going to be very, very fun. Yeah. And I can't wait. It's literally fun. Just it's a joy just to plan it. And yeah. some people have already purchased tickets this far in advance. So that's an indication that there's some serious involvement. And you can always check on the Facebook page to find out who is saying they want to go, who's interested in all that. But it's starting to develop into a pretty good big blue storm. And I want everyone to be a part of it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Thank you again, Debbie, our guest today on the Big Blue 82 podcast. Thank you for tuning in and um, I just uh, tune in next time. We're going to have a really, we're going to have fun again with another uh, graduate and they're lining up, they're, they're stacking up just like uh, Silicon Valley, you know, just like the <laughs> investment corporations and, and teams. Uh, uh, so once again, thank you again, Debbie, and have a great night and, and um, appreciate you being on the program. Thank you, Vic. It was definitely my pleasure. All right. Thanks again, Debbie. Interesting interview. Big tech, yes, certainly a big part of our lives. 
And the next installment on our podcast is going to be a very interesting story with Billy Kitchens. You might remember Billy. He had a um, tragic fall from the top of his house just about two years prior to the recording of this podcast. Let's listen in, get a little snippet of what's going to happen next time with Billy. I just have to know that I'm probably going to be a paralegal for the rest of my life. And that's just the way I've got to got to live my life. Something, you know, a van would be would be great. I mean, yeah. and that's what, because in my situation, to be able to roll out into a van or a train or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have what we call temporary controls on the vehicle right now. It's my sister-in-law's mm-hmm. uh, vehicle. and uh, Yeah, but you don't, it's not I, a van. I, That's next time on the Big Blue 82 Podcast. Also, if you're interested in being recorded, be on the podcast. Contact me, the host, Vic, at FHSBigBlue1982 at gmail.com. Once again, FHSBigBlue1982 at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on the Big Blue. Have a great day.